Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce, your host for this fine evening. Sea Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiast, the beer drinking, binge racing way to enjoy yourself in off-road news. I have a fine Fine guest this Tuesday evening, Mr. Caleb Ramsey with the second A. How's your evening going? It's going great. It's going yeah? great. Glad to be here. I like it. I like it. Got any fun bruises to talk that we're gonna get to talk about? Um, no. I had a sweet scar on my thumb, but it's kind of healing now, so it's not cool. It was cool there for a while. Was it riding or from Haley? From <laughs> yeah, she beat me. Yes, <laughs> it was from Boo. Just beat me. Yeah, no, just you know. One of those deals, you come around, you know, on the start, and you're like, "Oh yeah, there's a straightaway here," and you forget there was actually a corner before and, the straightaway. <laughs> yeah, and just straight into somebody. It was a bad deal, but better now, better now. One day, yeah, <laughs> one day we'll all figure it out and be professionals and get paid to do this. Of course, Seat Time is brought to you by people that do pay us a little bit, and we need to talk about how awesome they are. So, Fly Racing at FlyRacing.com. We are going to be giving away some of the, the kinetic gear in the near future, so pay attention for that. When we get back from the National Enduro, we're going to start putting that together because it's going to be summer soon. We're going to make sure you guys have a chance to win some vintage gear. We've had a lot of luck with the pintful of awesome competitions on Instagram. Most likely going to be something like that in the hashtag, so definitely, definitely pay attention. Um, and then, of course, Kenda Tire, Kenda Tire USA. I am going to be playing around with the Millville Twos this weekend at the National Enduro. Uh, could not get in with Shugel Twos last minute. That's just the way it goes when you wait until the last minute. So some Millville Twos will be on the KTM 350. If you want to know how it goes, definitely ask me after the show. We're going to be talking with a couple of Kenda riders as well while we're out there. Make sure we find out how they did, if anybody wins, like Grant Baylor's been doing for a while there. We're going to interview him. It'll be fun. And then, of course, SRT Off-Road. Uh, I'm going to have a SRT chain guide on my bike because I keep forgetting that I broke it and that I zip-tied it on and uh, <laughs> that it sucks when you do that and that you actually need to have a correctly bolted one on your motorcycle. So that's going to be a good time as well. So SRTOffRoad.com where you can go learn more about uh, all of the wares that they do have for your bike. A lot of it is great protection, but as well, you can do some a little bit of e-commerce online. But the best thing is, is SRT Off-Road products and Kenda Tires and Fly Racing are all available at your local dealer, like an Adventure Moto that is close That's to us, right. or an uh, SR- SMS Racing, SMS Racing, and lots and lots. <laughs> Of other uh, of other local dealers, so definitely that's the best way to support the sport. If you can do it, do that. Of course, a little bit of stuff that's been going on with seat time. It's been interesting. Sorry, I didn't have a show last week. It was just great to get a little bit of a break. Easter time break, with the family. Easter so break. hopefully everybody had a happy Easter. But you guys did do a little bit of racing, which I do want to talk about. So how was the off road cup? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was great. Now I still got to see the family on Sunday. I Look mean, at you. only for like twenty minutes. But You're like we're here, I'm going to bed. Uh, off road cup was uh, awesome. I mean, just you know, really different format. You know, it's three person team for nine hours. You can do it however you want. And you can ride, you know, whatever bikes you want or whatever. And so it really opens it up, you know. Cause, nine you know, hours? Nine hours. You know, and unlike like the Perry Mountain where you're on one bike, right. this this really makes it to where more people can show up and do it because you're on your own bike. Right. You know, you ain't got to work anything out. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of people there. I mean, I think they ended up recording like 2,500 laps. What? And I think there's probably about two, three hundred people. Probably about 200 how people long, on the track. How long time. was a lap? Uh, about eight, eight and a half miles. So what is that in math world? Uh, I don't know. 
Um, do want to give a shout out to my buddy Clayton Eight. Clark. He won the Ironman. And Haley, what do you say, dude? 24 laps? That's intense. Oh, so if it's eight miles a lap and there was really 2,500 laps done, obviously by all the riders, mm-hmm. that means throughout the week, that day, there would have been 20,000 miles done. Ooh, man. Dang. That's a shit ton. Dude. Like, and- if that. Now, granted, we didn't we didn't check those numbers, but hey. yeah, this is we're just guesstimating. And this is also Brian math. You know, <laughs> Brian. shit can get weird. Shit can get weird. But you said he did twenty four laps. Twenty four laps at eight and a half. Even he did. Uh, so yeah, that's like one hundred ninety two, one hundred ninety two miles. And dude, like, and the thing was, like, on this track, there was a there was so little soil. It was all rock. I mean, like, the main racetrack is just rocks that don't move. Surrounded by rocks that do move, you know, baby heads. Right, baby heads. Those bitches <laughs> hate baby heads. Just so, wait till they're alive and screaming at you, and then you have to change their diaper. <laughs> well, are we talking about trailer. It gets weird. Yeah, it's like you just like when you just wind up dealing with stuff. You're like, oh my gosh. So um, we had a pretty sweet team: uh, Colker Patrick, Josh Young, and myself, and we were feeling really good. And but you know, the, the team more. Um, was uh, Drew Higgins, Zach Ingram, and um, drawing a blank here, Steve, Steve Levine. <sighs> Sorry, Steve. Wow, yeah, I know, man. But anyways, he's um, like Mister Missouri on an off-road motorcycle. Yeah, too. so Steve was going a little faster than I thought he would. I mean, he he likes the gnarly rocks. I mean, this is his track, so you know, a little bit of an advantage there. But yeah, he killed it, and so we were kind of having a good race, neck and neck, and then. Uh, and then Josh, he uh, he got a couple of f- pair of flat tires. Actually, pinched the tubeless. Or I know it didn't pinch it. Put a hole in the tire. So like tubeless is good and it'll work out. But you know you run a rock through the tire. You run a rock through the tire. That happened to me in uh, Colorado. Really yeah. on the tubeless? Yeah, you need to watch the Seat Time Adventures video again when James Hill is humping my head while we're messing with Chain, the, trying to change it oh yeah, man it's, it's interesting so cole came to the rescue and we ended up borrowing a bunch of his wheels all of them we ended up borrowing between my flat and his two flats we're running almost all josh's or almost all of cole's wheels on our whole team but we we um we came out second we're a couple minutes behind i think like eight i think we finished like eight minutes behind so better than being a lap down i think that's what second place has gotten the last few years so right yeah we were like pumped it. to you know racing for a while but you know this this was this was all of our first time and they had all been there before so we were looking forward to next year you know and and just had a really good weekend you know went to the casino afterwards Ooh. walked around watch everybody else lose their money mm, you know you, you just lost your, your, <laughs> and, your soul and then hauled butt back home and got to see the family a little bit on sunday so we we're really excited about getting second place you know we made a little money you know and and just had a really great time. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I've always wanted to make that event, and Stephanie Levan's always giving me a hard time for not showing up, and it's always just like doesn't work out. Like, you know, it, yeah. The, it, I don't want to do Iron Man. I just have no desire to ride my motorcycle. You got to find some dudes straight. to get up and there. And it's like I don't, you know, in, in the time. And I hate to say this, but it's like putting together a team. I know it really doesn't take that much time, but it's 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 a couple hours that I don't have. And then, you know, so, and then I, I've never been asked to be on a team. So that, all those things, if, if somebody asked for me to be on a team and they don't really give a shit about winning and, and just riding and having fun, sure. But other than that, it's like, I just never works out. And so. we've, we come to find out there's a lot of strategy involved, like a lot. And, you know, things have to go like clockwork. Luckily, I had a, you know, pretty good 
pit crew chief Haley and uh, Cole's wife was really um, helping a lot too, and um, and you know Mackenzie and um, and yeah, it was a. Uh, we our strategy was pretty good, but we you know we again you know we know things to work on uh, yeah. next year. You know having a person, next person ready, having a spotter out there. You know in case anything happens. You know like we did have one scare a uh, lapper or I'm sorry, uh, uh, one of the officials or sweeper came in and was like, oh hey your guy's down, uh with a mechanical and we're like oh crap. So Cole jumps on his bike and takes off because you got to ride the track to that person to right. relieve him. Come to find out, it's the guys next to us. So Cole went and did a freebie lap out there. <laughs> and then That's some not good poor guys. You no, know, no. So yeah, so you know stuff like that we got to work on. But I will say that the uh, that the 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 more folks um, ran a really good event. You know, Mo, they use Moto Tally and that ran really smooth. Checking on updates on her phone and all that um, ran a very smooth event. Um, and you know, conditions were perfect if it wasn't for all the rock. Right. So, you know. It is Missouri. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, this is like, this was like weird Rocky, man. Like, this is like not right Rocky. Like, there's more dirt on top of any of the peaks in Colorado than there was at this place, dude. Like, <laughs> why do you think they picked it for an off road event? Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Right, though. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, um, it's funny. Gary Sutherland's like, hey, man, are you two hours ahead of me? So, we're East, uh, we're Central, buddy. You're in Arizona. Figure it out. It's called Google. Um, so I'm glad that you got to do that event. I'm looking forward to one day making that event. It's going to be a good time. Um, and I know you don't want me on your team because you would actually like to win, which I understand. That's totally fine. Dude, they got like a bunch of different classes. They got like over 30, and then they had a 50. Yeah, they do. Over 30. And then like a B. And so, yeah, man. I'll be in the over 40 class in three years. Ooh, 30, man. 37 you don't slow that down. You don't slow down time. Yeah, time do. slows you down. <laughs> okay? Make a meme out of that shit and make me famous. Um, so uh, hopefully you guys did have a happy Easter. One of the things that I wanted to mention is I don't I forgot to put the shirt on. I don't know the, the seat time shirt that we put out, the seat time skeleton shirt that we put out in February, everybody got in March. We're gonna be putting out another one in May. So all I gotta say is just pay attention. If you were if you missed buying the skeleton shirt and you want to get another one of our uh, limited edition kind of custom shirts that we're going to be making four times this year. Pay attention. Sign up for the newsletter because that's the most immediate way that you're going to be alerted to when that shirt's going to be available for purchase. But look forward in May. Um, and another thing is support Seat Time by coming to the website, and there is a little button right there where you can shop on Amazon. So if you buy anything on Amazon, just click that link, go over there. It just gives us a little bit of percentage. It unfortunately doesn't save you any money, but it literally is just like a little affiliate fee. It just kind of gives us a little bit of a little portion of that and percentage wise and that helps with like server fees paying for gas for people to come over here sometimes for the beer all that kinds of fun stuff so it's just support your local internet moto beer drinking talk show by yes by going to our website and then shopping on amazon by using that link if that's not the most roundabout way to get there. Um, so a little quickly, let's get into the Dirt Buzz before we get Mr. Ryan Sipes here onto the show. So Dirt Buzz comes to you fresh every Monday on DirtBuzz.com. So definitely go check that out if you're looking for a chance to figure out what happened in the off-road world over the weekend. i got to ask, why don't you have a picture of somebody playing Edward Forty Hands on your screen? Uh, that was from the chat room. When who was that? That was that was from Lucky Guy nineteen. That's the dude who lives in Arizona, and uh, he he brewed beer for us for the two hundredth two hundredth episode. Or I'm sorry, 
he is a home brewer and had some. Oh, I figured that was just some college student. No, okay, well, no, no. he's got credentials. All right. I, cool. Yeah, I don't know if this is him. <laughs> this may just be you know okay. a picture from <laughs> okay. the internet, but it is uh it is it is one that he sent to us. So uh, in the <laughs> chat room there, yeah. So that's why Eddie Forty Hands uh, showed up, oh, and, and everybody like Papa Pierce is a beast. So <laughs> do you want to explain to the viewers who at home who might not know what Edward Forty Hands is? Edward Forty Hands is a game that you play where you duct tape two forties to your hands, and the first person that either the first person that finishes obviously wins. But you know you can set other kinds of rules and See, all. I that thought it was a race stuff, against your bladder. Well, <laughs> and the fact it, it, just, depends, it just depends down. on how you want to play it because so you can have <laughs> friends. So friends can kind of come in and, and be your, your helper um, if if you can talk them into that. I don't know why you haven't but, done this on one of the episodes. Because I like to be able to urinate whenever I need to urinate. And I'll, I, I drink beer because I enjoy it, not because I feel like <laughs> I need to urinate on myself by accident. <laughs> good old malt liquor for yeah, you. Yeah, good old malt liquor. <laughs> Only peed my pants because of the bear. All right, all right, chase, chasing rabbits. All right, what, what's next? What's next? <laughs> Squirrel. Going, going off, going off track here. So, dirtbuzz.com. This past weekend, National Heron Hound round two in uh, in Murphy, Idaho. And uh, Dale Spanger made a fun video. It's on dirtbuzz.com. Gary Sutherland got the win, which is impressive. We'll have him on a little bit later. Ricky Brabeck in second, and then Skylar Howes in third. Great to see Skylar Howes up there. I know that Jacob Argybright was in first for a long time, but wound up having some issues and then wound up. Finishing way back in 20th, so didn't get a chance to figure out what happened, but obviously seems like probably a mechanical. Uh, GNCC this past weekend, we did have round three at Steel Creek in Morgantown, North Carolina. Caleb Russell got the win, even though he was second, and then third for the past two rounds. Uh, Josh Strain got second. He was first for the past two rounds, and then He's Chris Bach getting good. on the podium. Yeah, Josh String was excited to be on the podium those two times, but he was not excited to not be first <laughs> for this third time. Uh, reading the GNCC write-up, it was pretty interesting to hear what he had to say. So then we had Big Six Grand Prix Round 4 where Eric Yorber got the win over Robbie Bell and then Blaine Thompson. And then the Virginia Cross-Country Hair Scramble Series over there in the northeast of Bra- Brad Bakken land is Mike Lafferty actually got the win, Patty Holloway oh, cool. in second, and Brad Bakken in third. Pretty neat, huh? I thought it was Bacon. Bakken. Uh, he's... I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Jordan, live on the EnduroCross webcast, was going, Hacker. Colton Hacker. <laughs> hacker, hacker, hacker. The whole time. And I'm over Already there, Haker, that. Haker, until she would go, Hacker, and then I'd go, Hacker. And it was like... <laughs> so. Betty loved that. Just make it up. You know, whatever. Just have fun with it. Um, and I did ask Brad. I was like, boy, why did you let Mr. Black, like Lafferty beat you? He goes, boy, that dude is still super fast. Mm-hmm. But I did crash and lose a glove, and I had to put it back on. He goes, which is very Lost weird. a glove mid-crash? Right? I know. I was like, buddy, we need to call Dale Spangler and be like, what Surprise up? Surprise, didn't lose his hand. Right? That's... Like, how do you do that? Wow. But we're going to go and get, and get Mr. Ryan Sipes. Uh, lined up here on the show and chat with him. We've 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 held him five minutes longer than we said we would, and he's on vacation, and we can't have that kind of that kind of what is it, hool's assery, hands hands in the pantsery. And he got me, dude. I don't know. <laughs> just go with just, it. Just, just make it happen, buddy. Just make it happen. Uh, yeah, but I'm excited. It'll be fun. Uh, all that recent dirt buzz and Mr. Caleb Ramsey being here, and then uh, Ryan Sipes. You know what I mean. He's my hero. He is. He's a pretty badass American. He, for you know sure. he won a Supercross in 2011. Yeah, and he's also nope. overall the ISDE. Hello, Mr. Ryan Sipes. How is your evening going? 
Oh, it's going good. How are you guys? Dude, we are fantastic. So you even mentioned late in the game to me that you are on vacation. I just have to say up front, thank you very much for spending a little bit of time with us and for your fans um, while you're on vacation with the fam family. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. You're like, I talk dirt bikes every day. Let's do this. It's the way we do. <laughs> um, so you're on a new team, but not really. I mean, you were you kind of did the KTMs. You're doing your own team. Did a Husky. Did your own team. Now you're still on a Husky, but you're with a new team, the Coastal, the Coastal Racing Team. So I kind of just wanted to go into this going, all right, tell us a little bit about how this all came about with Coastal Racing kind of coming in and backing people like yourself, Craig DeLong, Lane Michael. Um, and growing into essentially a full bore team, having ATV, UTV, uh, and then dirt bikes. It's like, whoa, you guys are going at it. So talk to us. How did this happen? Uh, well, Coastal's been around forever. He's been racing uh, UTVs and quads for years. And um, I don't know, we started chatting. Uh, he, he said he'd been thinking about doing a bike team for a couple years and just it hadn't everything hadn't really lined up and we started chatting about midway through last year and kind of talked about it and uh seemed like um everybody's you know kind of wanted the same thing and um i wanted to kind of get back on a team where i didn't have to do everything myself anymore and uh kind of have a little bit more support on that end of it and uh he was um it's been great. He went out and bought a 53 foot, you know, the full deal semi, two slides. Uh, we're a legit, you know, top notch race team. Um, brought on two XC2 guys that are, uh, really good. They got, um, we've, they've got, uh, three podiums so far, I think three or four. And, um, the, the Bryson Neal is on the quad side and Eli Kiger, they're killing it. They're doing really good in their classes. And, uh, um, so we're, every, everything's good. Real happy. Um, it was like any brand new team. It's tough to start from nothing. So there's been some growing pains, but, uh, our bike's good. The team's good. We got a lot of good people around and excited to, to go to the next race and, you know, get up on that box. Yeah, no, you did, uh, your, your season. I think you even mentioned it in the GNCC race report is that you're excited that your season so far this year isn't as, slow to start as some of your previous GNCC series because we've seen you get on the podium a lot in the back half of the season but now you're you're getting a lot closer from the beginning obviously you probably prefer to be there from the beginning but hey as you said new team a little bit of the growing pains and things of that nature being on this coastal team and uh, are you guys uh, factory supported by Husqvarna or is Husqvarna a brand of choice that you guys kind of went with uh, how does it, how did it how did you guys wind up on the Huskies um, I'd say a little bit of both. Um, I knew I wanted to ride a Husky and, uh, just cause I believe in the bikes and I, I know it's a really good bike and a good company. Um, and then they do support us. Um, you know, they help us out with, uh, the bikes and engines and suspension and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think it was just, it was a little bit of both. I think everybody's real happy. I know Lane and Craig have been, uh, real happy with their, uh, Craig was on Huskies before, but Lane was, uh, on a different bike and he's been real happy with his switch to Husky. And, um, the new bike is, is awesome. Um, and we're all, we're all driving pretty good with it. So that's pretty fantastic, man. Um, 
Now, and this isn't a bad thing, but this is one of those situations where I was talking with Jaron Bolton, and I asked him, I said, you know, I have seen the Coastal team for a while in the UTV division. And uh, and I said, you know, it's interesting because I've kind of tried to do a little bit of research on Coastal racing, or, or I'm sorry, the Coastal, what it is that supports, the Coastal side of what supports Coastal racing. And with very little information out there, I kind of was like, okay, well, this seems like at the time when this dude started all this that it was – he had a very successful business, was extremely wealthy, and, and loved motorsports, and so started to put his money into that. And luckily enough, it grew into something where he was getting support, and now it's probably a little bit more of his own money, but he's able to kind of learn from what he's done, and not just in his own business, but the racing side of things, and grow into this kind of a team. Is this kind of like, could this grow into something even bigger, do you think? Or is this going to kind of maybe always be kind of that, you know, very much run from his love of the sport and his ability to, you know, have a little bit of extra capital to, to kind of put into this program. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, he's a really smart businessman. So I don't think, I don't think he got into it to make money, but I also don't don't think that he got into it to spend all of his money. So, you know, I think his, uh, the ultimate goal is for us to do really well and for, um, all the companies that we work with to step up even more, maybe it's a new one um, to step up even more to where maybe he's not spending all of his money, you know, to, to run the team. And I think uh, with Barry Hawk, he's a team manager now and uh, it, that's kind of his goal too is, uh, and, and all of our goals, we want to, we want to win races and, and uh, be up front and be um, the best team out there as far as results. Plus, um, just being looking good in the pits, um, interacting with our fans, um, really representing our sponsors well. And then that turns into more support. Um, and then we're, you know, I think right now we are on par with the factories, but, um, obviously we could get more support. So I think that's the goal for everybody. Right. Absolutely. Um, talk to me a little bit, talk to us, talk to us a little bit about, uh, being under Barry Hawk. Like, the dude's obviously kicked a lot of butt. He's the only dude ever who's won an ATV and a dirt bike uh, GNCC championship. So kind of so so far as a team manager, like how is that going? Now this is a new role for him as well. So you know it's probably growing pains in his division as well. But you know you're yeah, so well, you've you had sh- other team managers. <laughs> yeah, you should have him on and ask him about it, and I'll tune in and watch it for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Um, he's done a great job. I mean, obviously he's brand new to it. So he was always on the riding side. He was always a racer and, um, it's, and he's got the three bikes, two quads, and then three or four UTVs that he's got to deal with three different rigs, all those different people, all kinds of different parts, budgets, and you know, the whole deal building all those bikes, he don't build them, but he has, he pretty much oversees it and ordering parts and all that. So he's got a, he's got such a big job it's crazy that he keeps up and i think uh it's it's a bigger um it's just you know a steep learning curve i think it it was for me when i did my own thing i didn't realize how much i had a whole lot more respect for my team managers in the past after i had you know started my own team it was like i can't believe how much work this is and (laughs) his is his is triple or quadruple that and he got kind of thrown into the fire i mean like you know, no warm up or nothing. It was like, Hey, you're a, you're a trail boss. Now all of a sudden you got all these bikes and quads and rigs and everything and 
take off, you know. And uh, so that's why I said it was a little bit of growing pains and everything. I mean, every team, uh, especially one you start from scratch, comes comes together at the very last minute. Um, but he's done a great job, and I've had a real good time working with him and uh, looking forward to more because I think he's got a lot of knowledge and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, as far as the riding part and the mental game and everything. So I'm uh, having a good time working with him, but looking forward to the rest of the year working more with him. For sure, for sure. I've seen a little bit of that whenever remember when Brian started the SMS uh, Shea Racing National Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I was working for at the shop at that time, and I've seen I've seen a little bit of the backside of it, and it is really amazing how much work goes into the into the backside of it that you know nobody sees, and it, and you know a lot of those team managers don't get the don't get the the credit, uh, the credit they deserve. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think what people don't realize is that a team manager is not only is he, you know he's a face for a lot of the stuff that goes on, but you're saying the behind the scenes stuff. He's also the guy that sends all the emails. He's the guy who writes all the checks. He's the guy who's yeah, when you, ordering when you, all the parts. When you like, see him at the track, he doesn't look like he's doing crap because he's just like high and waving, but it's everything up until yeah. the races during the week. If he did yeah. his job well, he's calm on the weekend. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's your turn, Mr. Ryan Sipes, to be nervous and, and flustered on the weekends. <laughs> Get the butterflies out of the way. Hey, so with your Huskies that you guys are riding, did you go to the 450 this year or are you still on the 350? No, I'm still on the 350. Still on the 350. Okay. Are you on Air Forks or Spring? Uh, we're running the Cone Valve Spring Forks. Okay. So I wanted to know, now being the fact that you are a past Supercross badass and motocrossery of, 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 of badassery, what is your <laughs> take on... Yeah, you like that. That's a good title. Yeah. Of uh, On all the, the, the kind of Air Fork spring for stuff you know and maybe that you've now been uh, you know in the off-road world a little bit more and probably i would imagine you've hopefully at least thrown your leg over some of the air forks in the off-road world what how would that possibly affect us like air forks in the off-road world and maybe a, some more light shed on why it's such a struggle for guys in, in kind of the large supercross motocross world um, I think I, I only rode the Air Fork two years, uh, 2012 and, and outdoors, and then 2013 and outdoors. I uh, rode the 450 both of those years and outdoors. And I mean, I always liked them. Um, they're definitely different, but um, and I always thought when I started into off-road, I'm like, man, if they could get the Air Fork figured out, I think it would be really good for off-road. I don't think they've got it figured out yet because with the Air Fork, you got to you can't have a leaky fork seal. You can't mm-hmm. blow a fork seal or you're done. And I don't think they've got that part figured out. I don't know. I mean, as far as for us, I mean, we're going through so much water, so many creeks and mud and sand. And I mean, it's nothing to do one race and have a leaky fork seal. And that's with any, any fork, stock mm-hmm. forks, cone yep. valve. Oh, I mean, yeah. and, and all the guys is the same thing. It's like, you're pretty much getting stuff rebuilt almost every race because if you do go through some mud or some water, it you know it gets right up in there well if you got an air fork you're you're not finishing the race or if you are you're not going to go very fast if you've got a leaky fork so unless you can ride awesome wheelies well yeah i mean unless you're doug democos i mean you ain't you ain't gonna do nothing it was awesome so uh (laughs) but uh i mean i think once they get it figured out it could be pretty cool because i think there's probably um well the weight savings would be big um but also i think the air 
uh, without a spring in there, there's probably, it probably moved a little bit better on the smaller stuff, the roots and rocks and stuff that we deal with. That's you don't really deal with as much in moto, Yeah. but, uh, <clears throat> I honestly haven't ridden an air fork off road yet. I've, uh, my first year I rode stock stuff on the KTMs and then, um, last year and this year I've been on the cone valve and, uh, that stuff works really good. So right. we haven't had any, any inclination to, to use any air stuff yet. I look forward to you know getting a chance to to give your bike the old seat time test uh, one day. Throw my leg. All right, seat time rides. Ryan Sipes. Yes, <laughs> I, think that, I think I think Ryan Sipes bike ride seat time. That's probably the way it's gonna go over. Unfortunately, um, so here's a dumb question. Now, how uh, you're what in your mid thirties, early thirties. 31. 31. You're in your early early thirties. Okay, so you're still a baby, which is fine. Me too. Um, have you ever ridden a mountain bike without an air fork? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I had, I had one that was, it was like a 99 model and it was top of the line at the time I bought it brand new and uh, it had like the, it didn't even have a spring in it. You had elastomers? Yeah, the elastomer thing. And then I had a spring fork and now I got air stuff. It's it's pretty nuts though. I mean, you think about it. You just said it. Ninety nine, right? Like I had the same thing. Rockshox Q twenty one. And then if I had when I had extra money one day, I bought the Judy. You know, that's like when Judy was the like almost top of the line, like back there before before they came out with the Sid. But if you think about it, like that's twenty years of of growth that they've gone through in this market. Why? Why in the time that it, that that we've been messing around with air forks and even air shocks? That it's something that we can't, you know, I mean, think about like car industry people, all the other big industries, they hire out. They just say, hey, we need you to help make our shit work better. You want X amount of dollars. We want it to work that well. So we're going to hire you, bring you into our team, and you're going to help us figure it out. Um, Do you know in your realm in the industry if they've ever kind of like gone to that extreme? Or do they just continuously work on it? You know, within their own means, and maybe they're just not hitting the right hitting the right keys yet to make it work. Because it seems retarded that it wouldn't be a closed chamber, and that it would rely on a on a fork seal to keep the pressure in. I mean, that just seems ridiculous. Well, well, see, the I'm pretty sure the KTM or the WP uh, air fork is a closed chamber. Okay, and it doesn't rely on your main fork seal. It's the inner, you know, it's your inner chamber that is your spring basically mm-hmm. but i've still heard that some people are blowing them out so somehow it just seems like we need know, a total revamp of the way that you think a motorcycle fork should work you should go uh right side up forks with some of the what do you call those um you know <laughs> yeah you know the, i'm talking the about that, yeah Th- them guys the the things the, the scrunchies the yeah. boots, the boots. Yeah, I'm I'm going going on a blank. I didn't know where there. you were going? It was like a xylophone, like, or whatever. You know, that's a yeah, wide you need a, you need you're a, playing around it, with that. Right, Woody. Yeah, there's a right side. Up, you need to design a right side up air fork, and then that'll keep out of all the all the mud and dirt, and it'll look awesome on an, any 2017 motorcycle. <laughs> super retro, guys. <laughs> super, uh, retro. super retro. I like it. I like it. We can we can roll with this. Yeah, I know a million dollar idea there. You can diving straight into. <laughs> All the- right, make it. You're an engineering type. Um, before, okay, before we we totally let you get back to your family because we do appreciate your time. Is ISTE chatter just a little bit? 
Now we've had some big stuff in the off-road in the in the ISDE land since you know the World Trophy team used to be six riders will now be down to four, which is one less than it ever was. It used to be five until I think '53. Um, so we'll be going down to four for the 2016 ISTE, and the junior trophy team is going from four to three. Um, excuse me. Now that you've been a couple times, I'm sure that you kind of you know have some discussion back and forth. Um, it's probably just due to financials, honestly. Like I mean, it's so expensive nowadays to get across the country or across the world and to do all those kinds of racing. But what are your thoughts on kind of some of the changes and, and what this means moving forward for the ISTE? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think that's exactly what it was. Is it come down to it was too expensive for countries to send teams, and so basically they were either gonna get you know nobody show up, or they're gonna have to bring it down, you know, take it down to four. Um, I mean, I don't know what it means for us. I know we're gonna have a, a really good team um, as far as you know. As uh, last year, it was uh, Caleb and I and Taylor were. You know, each guy kind of had his his ups and downs, but we were in the top ten, and me and Caleb were top two. You know, until Caleb got hurt. So there's three of us that are going to be really, really close to the front, I think. And uh, with Taylor doing the World Enduro now, he's probably going to go smoke us all. I mean, he's going to have all that experience now. But uh, and then the fourth guy, I don't know who they're going to get, but you know, there's a lot of good guys out there. So I think. But it's probably going to be the same for all the countries. I mean, they're all going to go, well, yeah, we can, uh, we've got four guys that can be, you know, right at the front. We've got a really good team. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm really, uh, looking forward to going back and, uh, who knows what the, what it's going to be. I still think that we get a throwaway each day. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but, I'm just excited. Um, I think that they said it's in Spain, northern Spain, and uh, talked to a guy that's been up there, and he said the food's great and the terrain's cool. It's might be a little dry, but um, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to it. I, I like the ISD. I love the format and going over there to a different country and hanging out for two weeks and the whole process of walking all the, the tests freaking five times a piece, you know, and <laughs> uh, hanging out with all your buddies and getting crazy in rental cars I, I like the whole the whole thing i've heard some rental car stories yeah lots of them from there <laughs> i've heard some really good after party stories when brian story's wife isn't around <laughs> sean's gonna be pissed <laughs> Ooh, she doesn't she doesn't listen to the show so are they gonna are you you get to run a big fat number one on your front number plate right Oh, I don't. I, I, I doubt it. I probably run number fifty-seven or something. We didn't even finish the race last year, so yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, he's gonna run. Yeah, you're gonna wind up getting stuck with whatever, uh, whatever the yeah, team the team number, not point. the personal yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. Boo. Well, but whatever, I'll put a little number one on yeah. somewhere on the bike. You have to. I mean, it's kind of a big yeah. deal. Yeah, you, know? you need to get like a little one with like a target around it, like so. It's like a. Because, it's like come and get me, but. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but don't. Yeah, because I'm going to win, motherfuckers. Well, dude, we really appreciate you taking some time away from your evening to chat with us. Is there anything else that you would like to tell us that maybe we didn't ask? Uh, no, I'd just like to say thanks to all my sponsors. Um, Coastal, obviously, Rockstar, Husky, um, MSR, Liat, Dragon, uh, Dunlop, FMF, all the people that have uh, stepped up to 
to a lot of the my sponsors that I had the last two years doing my own thing they followed me to this new team and um so that's been good and a lot of new people that i haven't worked with until this year but they've all been great um everybody for um you know the whole all the the crew um my mechanic jeff barry scott everybody with the team is uh everybody's still um I, i think everybody's got the same idea same focus you know everybody wants to win races and do our best and look good and and uh be professional and uh, just thankful to be a part of that because um, I've been on the other end of it, you know. Yes. So I'm thankful to thankful to be a part of that. Right on, dude. Well, dude, yeah. Travel safe. We'll see you what uh, 16th, 17th for uh, GNCC, and then will you be at the uh, ISDE FMF or Full Gas Sprint Enduro this the following weekend? Is that in West Virginia? Yes, the 23rd, 24th. Maybe I'm not sure. Oh, hopefully though. Hopefully. <laughs> Ryan Sipes. Ryan Sipes. Awesome, dude. Seriously, good job being a badass, and we will definitely chat soon. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. How did it go? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah pretty good. Were you like, oh my gosh, Mr. Ryan Sipes? Mm. Well, no. Yeah, I was sitting right here. You know what I said. Oh, that's I true. Didn't say I that. was like wondering. I was like looking. I was like, what's that? We- oh, that's just an erection. We'll just go with that. It's fine. What's that musical device that you play like this and it's got the accordion? Key- accordion. Okay, that's what I was looking for. You know, you got like the accordions on the right side up. Yeah, forks. but you never called it an accordion on a motorcycle. You called it a yeah. fork boot. Oh, it kind of looked like one. I mean, or sure, it, it acted it like it. It looked yes. like it. But you would well, call it a scrunchy is the best thing I can come up with. Scrunchy. Yeah, we can go. I mean, yeah, that kind of works. Yeah, yeah. kind of works. Yeah. So what, what do we got next? Well, uh, we're about to uh, call in James Curry from Tube Saddle, so we could talk about this awesome, cool, fun product. Uh, I do run tubeless right now, and you do you run tubes? Tubeless um, in the front, bib in the rear. Okay, so see, this will be interesting because mm-hmm. we get a chance to kind of talk about um, his product and how it kind of brings a little bit of the bib to a little bit of the tubeless idea but then still having a tube like i mean so it'll be interesting i'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to learning more about it and get more information out to everybody else while we get james uh called in though it's interesting is that x games endurocross has been canceled from from the schedule i mean and and from as much as i can gather from the my pr from my press release contacts of my media contacts at at uh espn and then talking to eric bernard with endurocross um they are they have canceled it as of right now. They're like, as of right now, it is not on See, our it's schedule. Just kinda, and it's just weird. It's like, why can't you just say it's not here? Like, I can, you know, like, I know X Games is kind of always, like, evolving and stuff. But it just, it's so prestigious to win a gold medal at X Games. And it is. I'm not taking that away from anybody. But it kind of sucks when it's like, you win a gold medal in, in and an event. And then it's like, oh, that event doesn't exist anymore. It's like, it's kind of lame, you know? Like, yeah. Supermoto was pretty cool think about the olympics that happens to the olympics almost every year or every that's, four years that's There's true some weird sport that gets pulled and they add snowboarding I, yeah which i like snowboarding don't get me wrong but still like like water polo like i know it's hard but come on no man grape <laughs> smugglers it's awesome they have a woman's woman's polo i'll be all over that <laughs> ladies all wet up in the pool and stuff be yeah man so i just that just kind of bums me out you know and, it, and it's and it sucks to see you know some events you know not go but uh, you know what um brett q is going to be in best whip yeah, this best year whip, which is awesome so he was like a freaking up or something yeah like freaking finally homeboy's only been throwing it upside down for four years and they yeah. finally let it i just 
I don't know. X Games is so cool, and it gets under my skin like at the same time. Just, yep, I agree. Uh, I agree. Well, uh, Mr. James, are you there? I am here. Woohoo! Are we fine? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we hear you fantastic, actually. This is fantastic. So you're like, you have the best audio ever. Do you have? Do you actually have like a headphone or a microphone going? I got a wired uh, headphone set in my computer. See? Everybody who's a guest on the show, take note from the awesome dude on the computer right now that it works better when you have a microphone and a headphone set thingy of greatness. So thank you for being technologically savvy. I don't do grammar. And thank you for coming on Seat Time. So, a couple years ago, and you can obviously clear up the, the, the actual details, but you sure. came up with Tube Saddle. And Correct. I, so, t- let me just give you what I think it is, and then you tell me where I, where I might be wrong. So, I like the idea of this, because it looks like the ability to put it between your rim and your tube, and so that way you can run a little bit less tire pressure, and diminish if not completely remove your chances at getting a pinch flat that's a very that's a very good synopsis of, of what the focus of it is nice nice somebody hire I, me i'm looking for i'm looking for a pay raise yeah all right well okay I, talk to us about how long it's been going on where the idea came from and then a little bit about the product okay i'll, I'll get to the story of tube saddle uh i'm 52 years old i started right you know, riding and racing in like 1982, 83, okay? And I advanced to the expert class and doing enduro work in, within four years. And I started playing with And I found out I really loved running an enduro at like 9, 10 PSI with particular tires at the time. I think they were Dunlop 756s. But, man, you start playing with that, you're risking, bam, you hit something and you, you got the instant pinch flat. Yep. And buddy of mine was, you know, explaining it to me, you know, a couple times, you know, trail riding, you get one, you, you got to fix the thing on the side of the trail. Back, back in the day when you had good uh, tire patching, vulcanizing kits, which the EPA has completely eliminated. The jerks. <laughs> oh, God, those things were great. I mean, they're a lifesaver in Baja. Oh, you know? yeah. But uh, you'd find that uh, you'd have a pinch down up in the, down in the rim area, and I go, that's weird. How come it's not up in the knobby? And he goes, well, that's called a pinch flat. And what's happening is the beat of the tires, you're deflecting it, and you're knocking it in towards the center of the of the rim, and it rolls over the inner tube and takes out the inner tube up in at the rim area. Yep. Uh, that's I call that type one pinch flat. Type two is the classic snake bite where you just – sandwich the whole carcass of the tire and in that quick hit you know you're sandwiching the inner tube by the carcass of the tire what's the weak link the weak link is the the inner tube okay yep 30 years has been they just keep making thicker and bigger uh inner tubes that way heavier and heavier then the other one is uh Okay, moose bib, expensive, a nightmare. I remember watching the first time I saw a uh, moose bib get installed was by Dave Bertram for Team Suzuki. He was doing six uh, bikes all at once. Back then, they were lubing them up with axle grease. It was the nastiest-looking job I ever saw. Yeah, and, it's a little bit of a, of a process to put a yeah. bib in. Well, that was the, the beginning of it, when they, they hadn't figured out the lubes that they have today. Oh, boy, I'm sure the first porn stars would have said the same thing. 
Did it get weird? Um, Did it get weird? Any event, uh, it was about, you know, I just got fed up with running tire pressures, you know, doing off-road things at like 14 PSI, 16, uh, just to avoid getting the pinch flat because the traction is just terrible. And I thought, you know, why can't we get something simpler other than the moose bib, the tubeless system's got its problems. And uh, it was, granted, it's a good product, but you got to run it with a brand new tire, da, da, da. Um, you know, the uh, tire ball system, that's the nightmare to work with. Very bulletproof, but you got to be on top of it, break it down, put pressure in every single ball. Mm-hmm. Not user-friendly. So about eight years ago, I decided to brainstorm and try to do a gee, let's see if I can make an adjustable moose bib. And, you know, I put something together, put it in my bike, went out riding with my buddies. I was carrying an extra tube, just expecting the thing to fail. And sure enough, 14 miles in, the whole thing grenaded on me. I'm on the side of the trail, ripping this thing out. And they're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, never mind, never mind. I stuff it away in my backpack. Um, about two weeks later, in the garage, I decided to look at my disaster and I noticed that the foam up in the rim area was in really good shape. Everything else was just destroyed. And that's when I had the epiphany. It dawned on me. Maybe I'll... To isolate the inner tube from interaction with the bead of the tire, the rim, and the rim lock. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, maybe I can just get away with running inner tubes and just start running the tire pressures that I wanted. So I went uh, about six, seven years running these kludged up prototypes in my bike, KTM 500 EXC, doing Southern California desert racing and enduros, running like 10 PSI front and rear, and just hooking up, not getting flats. And uh, I decided I need to take this to the the next level. So the focus of my product is to make this thing affordable, make people, you know, get way better traction. Uh, I've even had guys saying it's like having my suspension revalved because the first level of your suspension is your air pressure in your in your tire. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's what I've come across. I mean, I have some guys. You know, I, the product's been used all over the place. From some guys have been running them in enduro cross, uh, enduros, GNCC hair scrambles. I'm now into the motocross. I've been working heavily on that, but score Baja, um, even speedway riders are start to use it because it's so incredibly light they don't run rim locks and they can't afford the tire to roll over and get a pinch flat at you know speeds they're going with an alcohol bike with no brakes yep and uh you know some of the advantages of it are you know once you figure out how to install and insert it my website has plenty of information uh from videos you know it's you know my background's mechanical engineering uh from from co- my college days, and the uh, way I built my website is to be informative. Yeah, let you know. And so, those who want to know, it's tubesaddle.com. So exactly, pretty straightforward. You, yeah, you could you just type in Google tube space saddle, and I'm the first hit, and you get right there. Yeah, that, For, I, that used to be my nickname in college, but luckily enough, that one's gone now. So we got rid of that. <laughs> he was able to take it over. It's a good thing, though. Nobody needs those pictures to resurface. Dude, they're in the windows, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was an endo. But, uh, Are so you, anyway, uh, that, was the, that was how I kind of came across this thing. And, you know, it doesn't solve 100% flats because you still got a tube. There's still a potential for a flat. Right. But the mere fact that, you know, you can actually get a better setup with tube saddle with a good heavy-duty inner tube properly lubed um, inside the tire – you can get a better setup than you can with a moose bib. 
Yeah, because this way you can control from day one of installing the tube saddle with a tube, you can control the air pressure where with the bib, you, the, right when you install it, it's stiff. It is what bib. it is. Yeah, it's like whatever it came at. Is, it, you know, if it's 20 PSI, that's what it is until it starts to kind of wear down a little bit. So you, you mentioned your, um, you know, lube. You're actually, you are using a lube of some kind? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the evolution of it, when I really started getting into this the last year and a half, um, you know, I'd start going on the low ends. I've gone out and, you know, you know, I first I went, I had debuted my product at King of Motos, got Kevin Murphy to run it, you know, the night before he's about ready to put a brand new moose bib. And I just said to him, you know, Kevin, I think you'd be better off with my product. And he had an open mind and said, really, why? I go, well, you're putting that brand new moose bib in with a brand new tire, hasn't been broken in right from the start of King of Motos. That's going to feel like about 14, 15 PSI. You're going to be breaking the thing in during the race. You put my thing in, we'll dial you up. And uh, so he went. On, he got on board. So we're doing a last-minute scramble, installing it. He had an ultra-heavy-duty tube, which is fine. Um, double rim-locking the rear. And we set him up at, I believe it was like 6 PSI rear tire pressure. And he ended up, uh, you know, taking first place in the amateur class, 12th overall. Couldn't believe the traction. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's proof in the pudding right there. Yeah, that was my kind of debut of saying, you know, there is something else out there that's different. And what got dawned on me is, why are we double rim locking bikes? That is ridiculous. And as I started cutting up the carcasses of tires to make display units, I stumbled across one thing, that the thickness of the beads of the tires by all the manufacturers vary by over 46%. Some are, you know, a Dunlop's thin, a Maxxis IT is thick. That's right. And, and rimlock designs have not changed. The industry's had their head up their butt for 40, 50 years on this. They don't change the design. And what they do is they bottom out in the rim, okay? So it doesn't matter how much more you tighten that nut, all you're doing is pulling on the, uh, yep. on, on the uh, stud, you know, causing it to eventually break out if it's into a vulcanized rimlock design. And then once you lose that, you know, it pulls your Schrader valve out. So I started working, you know, I want to be able to do a single rimlock and run low tire pressure. So I've developed my own rimlock. It's low profile. It tucks in. It's got teeth that bite. It never touches the rim. So all the torque that you put on that nut goes directly into grabbing the bead of the tire up against the rim. And, you know, I've done like a 300 miles of uh, 6 PSI front and rear with a KTM 500. Granted, 60 miles of its pavement, back and forth, but then get on off-road. And the tire doesn't move on the rim. So I had to knock that one out. And the other thing I found, when you're running lower tire pressure, you, uh, at the higher speeds, like Score Baja, they're generating so much heat in the sidewall of the tire that in the, they... The heat cannot dissipate from that tire for a long period of time. That that translates to the inner tube, and you get heat-related inner tube failures, which is why they have a difficulty running moose bibs on yeah, rears in they, Baja. Yeah, they disintegrate so quickly out there. They they just disintegrate. You know, you can run them, but you can only go like maybe uh, two, three hundred miles, and you better swap a whole rim out. And then, is it worth it really to have a bunch of different mooses? And you know, is it, you know worth the tire change that quick all the time or not? Right. Um. I have a guy that ran, a guy named John Sylvester, did the score Philippe, San Felipe 250, running my product, and he told me I was running 13.5 PSI rear tire pressure. 
that's unheard of in the score type racing. Right. You know, that, that 16, 19 PSI range, somewhere up there. And uh, so I working to develop a better lubrication system between the inner tube and the tire. And I'm hoping to get that on the market soon. So between that, you know, um, I spent the 2015, you know, pretty much working, trying to get this thing introduced into the off-road world, which is where I come from. Um, I realized I got to, I got to hit the motocross market, you know, different breed of guys doing some things differently. Um, so in December, I started going out to REM, uh, in Glen Helen, where, you know, Jody Weissel and all the MXA guys are, within two weeks of them, you know, demoing the product in one of the bikes, guy took both his whole shots, started just smoking the crap. I set him up at 10 PSI, and uh, he couldn't believe it. And within two weeks, MXA, top 20 products, must-have products of the year, I get ranked sixth. Mm-hmm. They, they just... I just got a five-star rating from them, in, uh, which is their highest rating. But I, apparently, they say they never give it out, you know, very rarely. Uh, that came out in April. So I'm trying to work all ends of the market. The, the advantage is it can, you can run it with any tire. It doesn't matter if it's a used tire, which is one of the problems with the tubeless system. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you do get a flat or, a, you know, you can still get punctures. You can still get a pinch flat if you just cream it you know you hit something so hard i mean you've seen where people dent their rims break spokes i mean there, there is a point where you're going to explode almost anything you hit so for the hard really hardcore top of the line racing class they got to stick with the miserable moose bib yep but for everybody in between they got this alternative option which is you know one half to one third the cost of the other options on the market it can last pretty darn long i got a guy that uh, runs it in lake havasu rides all over the place uh, does work for mx43.com he put 3000 miles on a set of my tube saddles running a rear pirelli mt43 trials tire i i was kind of like you get the golden star for the most uh, miles ever put on a set of tube saddles um so you know for guys that like to run trials tires um, this is this is the this is the way to go because trials tires aren't meant to be running the higher speeds that we do in off road, and they do roll off the rim and catch the inner tube. Uh, so where can you grab this guy? TubeSaddle.com and your local dealer, or is it only available at the TubeSaddle.com currently? It's available at TubeSaddle.com. Um, Actually, I kind of prefer all you guys out there, if you're going to buy it, buy it there because it helps me out a lot better as I'm trying to ramp this thing up. But I'm, I'm, going, I'm developing dealer direct uh, uh, pricing, trying to get some you know, local shops scattered throughout the United States. And I believe it's going to be available. I just shipped a bunch off today to Rocky Mountain ATV. Oh, very nice. Uh, they, they contacted me about three weeks, three or four weeks ago, wanting to distribute my product because they saw the write-up in motocross action. And it was a little ahead of my business plan because, you know, it's tough to start and grow and you can't grow your business faster than your cash flow comes in and you got to meet demand. Yep. Um, so it's a whole new world. But, uh, anyway, that's kind of what I'm up to, um, that's fantastic. Right. Uh, what's your average install time? That does it add anything really to your installation time? Good question. It probably adds about four, four or five minutes at the most until you really dial it down. I, you know, my website's got uh, installation videos. I want. I'm going to need to update some things, but 
put it this way. Here's what you do. You take your inner tube. Let's say if it's an already used tube and it's, you know, it's not out of the box, all right? You know, lube your tire with baby powder. Baby powder. Mm-hmm. Put the inner tube in there. Then stuff the tube saddle over the Schrader valve hole and stick it all into the carcass of the tire. So now you pretty much got what, what appears to be kind of like a moose bib, so to speak, right? Yep. Okay. Then the difference between a moose bib is you got to put your hand in there, get by the, the valve stem, and push the valve stem through the hole in the rim, start the nut, okay, so it won't pull out. And you're best to have your rim lock, you know, four or five inches away from where the valve stem holds as, as opposed to the opposite side of the rim, Okay. You tuck, you tuck that bead underneath the rim lock, and you walk this thing on like a moose bib. And one of the beauties is you can't take your inner tube out with your tire iron, which we've all done it at some yeah. point in time, you know, either on an uninstall or install when you're out on, a, on the trail. And, uh, you know, the only way about uh, between five and six and a half ounces per tire. So, you know, it's incredibly light. And uh, over time, you know, within the first 30, 40 miles you're riding, it starts to conform itself to the inside of the rim. So it really just takes all the interaction between the inner tube, the bead of the tire, and the rim lock out of the equation. Uh, right on. So we've got the tube saddle, which seems like a really good, a, a really great alternative, honestly, for those that obviously – that. Uh, ultra heavy duty tubes suck installing. So if you can get away with the heavy duty, you're not even needing to go that route. Um, mm-hmm. And then being able to knock it pinch flats and not spend the money that you would spend and some of the time and drilling involved with a tubeless system. And then of course the money and all the other involvement with uh, oh tubeless tires, into, the yeah, tire slime, trying to get that thing to seal. And then if you don't keep up on that uh, inner bladder, you're asking for. Pro- to me, though, the, the main weak link of the tubeless system is if you're like out down in Baja or whatever, you better be every morning making sure that thing's pressurized to about 110 psi. Oh, I know. I was down there with one. <laughs> and, when, and when and when they go when they go and you can't get it to seal, you're like ask you're you're, you're scrounging a buddy. Do you have a tube? And then you th- you throw the tubeless system to the side and you got all that. You know, slime goop inside the tire, and you're cramming it in there too. But it's not the funnest thing in the world. Yep. Well, what's cool is that you've got other stuff coming too. So we've got the extra rim locks, or the the, the better rim locks, and then of mm-hmm. course, you know, you're going to have the better lubrication system coming in the future. Um, besides staying up to, you know, up to date with your website, which was tubesaddle.com. Uh, do you have Facebook or anything like that where people can also stay kind of oh, up yeah. to date with everything? Oh yeah, I got it. You got Tube Saddle Facebook. Even from my website, there's a Facebook link, but it'll bring you right there. You can scroll down through it. Um, you know, I got a you know reasonable amount of uh, you know sponsored writers that you know bring stuff to me to post. The one interesting one, it's not it's an Instagram photo of a guy named Cole Tompkins in motocross uh, when he was riding the motocross action bike with, with the product first installed in there. And you watch him take a whole shot and and just leap out in front of everybody else. It's kind of kind of uh, Willie Surratt got you know opened up his eyes. Um, I know that they had uh, flat tires at Detroit. You know, yep. I'm waiting for that crowd to wake up and go, hey, you know, if you if you're running, the motto is if you're running inner tubes and you're racing with inner tubes, this thing's a no brainer. It's just an extra level of protection, and then a you know. Dial in your tire pressure to where it really works. You know, as off-road guys, it's 
you know, 16, 14 PSI, you're ripping along, you hit some little, you hit some rock pretty good, and it deflects you five, six degrees one way or the other, and you're making these constant corrections because you're, you're riding on a pogo stick tire setup. When you can yeah. get down to around 10, 11 PSI, everything smooths out. Yep, totally agree, and I look forward to trying it out. Well, dude, we've got to go chat with Mr. Gary Sutherland a little bit, a little bit and but this is awesome. So TubeSaddle.com for everybody to go check it out. James, thank you very much for coming and chatting about it with us on Seat Time. And uh, I, of course, look forward to seeing the product in person and then uh, hearing about your new lubrication that's going to be coming out. Absolutely. We'll, we'll keep in touch, and I don't mind doing this again sometime. Love it, man. Well, thanks. You have a great night, and we really appreciate the time. Alrighty. Have Thank a good you. One. Bye. Okay. Uh, well, Mr. Gary Sutherland coming up. Now you were saying you do tubeless in the front and uh, bib moose in the rear. Yes, sir. You know what would would you try this? Like maybe not doing the bib moose in the rear and just kind of seeing. Um, I would like to try. That. I wouldn't mind trying that in the front. Um, you know, um, something you know to be lightweight and balance the tire. Um, is uh is is always a good idea. But uh, no, I think that'd be. I wouldn't mind messing with that and seeing 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 how it works. So yeah, I, I would like to try it. I do run tubeless front and rear um, because just bibs are just so dang expensive. So for somebody like myself, it's just not going to happen. But Mr. Gary Sutherland, it might us? happen more often for because us? he's rich. He's I'm rich. Rolling huh? in the dough. Rolling in the dough. You know it. He got my like. Did you get my twenty dollar? Uh, Feet, uh, thingy that I sent you after your injury. Yes, I believe. Well, no, what was it? I don't. It was on the little. What, what are you talking about? The Kickstarter, but it was for your your recovery fund. Oh yeah, okay. What, oh, hi, hey, what's up? I like that you're always on seat time. You're probably better at this than we are. Say, so what's going on, guys? What's going on? Well, you know, just hanging out, drinking some beer. Hopefully, you're not doing the same we're, thing. We're talking about dirt bikes. You drink beer? No. No, beer's icky, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, bye Liam. Bye bye. Movie, okay? bye bye. Bye. Have fun. Ah, go watch your movie. Go. <laughs> hey. Go watch your movie. What? We're negotiating for candy right now. Yes, uh, you can get one. Candy. Go. I like it. Yes, grab it. <laughs> I love it. It comes to that point where you just like, I have to give in. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah, or it turns into a 10-minute conversation that you're like, why am I having this conversation for 10 more minutes? You got to pick and choose your battles. I mean. I agree. One piece of candy, I'll pay for it later. Yep. So. She's like what's going four years old getting her first cavity. It's like, Dad. Dad. It's because of seat time, dude. Yeah, it's I blame us. I blame us. Well, we're, we're ha- than- Go ahead. What's that? No, you tell no, me. I said- Candy, better candy than uh, normal seat time attire of beer. This is true. There's probably enough sugar on my teeth to kill people. We'll see. But, dude, I just have to say, holy shit. Like, so we want to know a little bit more about your accident because, it, again, on the West Coast, we only get, like, so much news here in the middle. Like, everything either is on, like, goes to the East Coast and West stuff, East. but it's, like, all that kinds of stuff. But so talk to us a little bit about your injury and then, obviously, your recovery and then we'll talk a little bit about all the badassery of you coming back like a like a rock star. That's that's a good word, badassery. I don't know. Is that even a word? It is now. He coined oh, okay. it coined it earlier in the show. <laughs> I've been using that for a long time. I, I just make stuff up. We just roll with it. I like it. Uh yeah, no, it was uh 
You know, I made the move out to Arizona and was actually out uh, on December 23rd training with Destry and like, I don't know, four or five other guys. And we, you know, we had a good day. It rained. Everything was good. My parents were coming into town for Christmas. And uh, yeah, I rode. We were all at the end of the day. And I was like, all right, guys, we're going to ride up this wash. I rode up this wash a little ways, looked back, and nobody was behind me. So I thought, sat there, sat there, sat there. And uh, next thing you know, I'm like, all right, it's been a few minutes. You know, something must have been happening. So I turned around. And I don't remember anything after that. I just turned around, and next thing you know, I was waking up with my like face down in the sand. And what had happened was I turned around. Destry was coming at me, and I was coming back at him. Well, one of the guys in the group actually like went flying by Destry, not realizing that I wasn't like that. I was coming back, right? And Dest- Destry watched the whole thing. I was doing about ten miles an hour, and the guy hit me at. He was doing probably about forty. Just hit us, hit me head on, and. Went flying in the air, knocked us both out cold, and uh, I rode my bike back to the house, and uh, I was like, ah, should go to the hospital, went to the hospital, and yeah, found out that I lacerated my spleen. They took me to the uh, to a different hospital, spent three days in the hospital, sent me home. I got to spend Christmas in the hospital. That was fun. Yay. Wow. So, um, yeah, and then uh, came home, and the next day, the next morning, I woke up and something just wasn't right. Like I started getting sick and my stomach started getting bigger and I ended up rupturing my spleen. Like I woke up and it was just, it ruptured and I rushed back. We got back into the hospital and they're like, oh crap, like you're bleeding out. So they rushed me into ICU and they ended up, uh, it's kind of a catch 22. They ended up embolizing my spleen. So what they did was they went in and put three coils in my spleen and then put a plug in it and basically stopped the bleeding Instead of just taking it out, which they said, well, if we do this procedure, your spleen's going to be just as strong and everything's going to be good. Well, after two months of just basically hell trying to re, re, you know, recover and right. trying to get on a bicycle and keep a little bit of my base. And um, the biggest problem was my, my hemoglobin, my blood count went down. It dropped down to like, you're supposed to be at 14. It dropped all the way down to like 8.4. So I had to build all my red blood cells back. But, uh, no. What? Yes, go ahead. Um, sorry. <laughs> negotiating. Candy. Yeah, negotiating. <laughs> she knows. She's got me by she's got my she's got me trapped now. She's like, you can't do anything about it. So so the biggest thing was and then uh you know, coming back from trying to build my red blood cells and just the pain and internal injuries are really weird because you don't really know what's going on. You know, it's not like an arm where you're like, Well, it hurts, you know? Right. And and uh, so I ended up going back in the hospital two more times, and then recently, they uh, I found out that they're never going to uh, n- never going to release me to ride ever because my <laughs> spleen will, my spleen will never be as strong as it was before. And um, <laughs> go <laughs> my spleen will never be as strong as it was before, and uh, there's too much risk riding a dirt bike, of course. So they're like, you know, we can't we can't release you. So I just kind of like, I talked to auntie at KTM and was like, Hey, this is the deal we have. And I ended up having to sign some legal paperwork. And basically, uh, I just started riding and doing my own thing and just going off a of feel. So it's kind of scary. And cause they won't even give me like a, Hey, it's healed or go ahead and start riding. Cause they, they don't want the liability. Yeah. Holy shit. So, so yeah, it's been a fun, it's been a fun three months guys. Dude, that is there's a lot of intensity in all of those parts of the conversation. Like not just the stuff of what you had to go through when you wake up and go, 
I don't feel that good. I'm feeling sick, realizing your stomach's getting bigger. So then there's internal bleeding. And then there's everything that comes along with the fact that, like, yeah, we're not going to release you to ride again. Dude, so, hospitals and insurance companies are the worst. That's like, all there is to it. I'm sure you're just so far into that right now. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, um, the the little bit of the was it GoFundMe? What was the what yeah. was the okay? What with did that help? Was that beneficial? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, of course, everything you know, and I appreciate everybody you know stepping up. It's it's tough because you know when you're in the hospital. I mean, anybody that's been in the hospital knows you're on drugs. You got people coming in and out, and my phone's blowing up, and you know, um, the GoFund. I, I can't remember who set it up. I'm trying to remember the name of it. That the company they they help a they help a, quite a few people out, and they just spontaneously did it. And I couldn't be more thankful for them. And of course, you know, I have health insurance, but of course there's, you know, things that aren't covered under network and you find all these little flaws and in your insurance. Like, it's like, Hey, why why am I paying all this money? And then now all of a sudden you guys are sending me all these medical bills. So of course it helped. And I, you know, I can't thank everybody enough for, you know, pitching in and helping out. And, um, you know, everybody that stuck behind me during it, that whole process and calling and, you know, the texts and everything. And I mean, I will tell you. I will tell you this. I have to. I I got on my phone a couple weeks after I got out of the hospital. And I'm like, I don't remember talking to half the people. <laughs> like, why did I'm Brian like, send me this picture of his? Oh, now I know why Brian did that. No, I remember that. Yeah, we we're like, it's so small. <laughs> I, I sent it to all my buddies. I was like, Destry, Kiefer, all those guys. I was yeah. like, hey, check this out. Yeah, Woody, just as small as we would have imagined. It's quite unfortunate. <laughs> so we had a fun, awkward question in the chat room. And it's seat time. I mean, your kid's getting candy on the show. Obviously, we're making people's lives better daily, if not hourly. So what we've got to do is just go ahead and ask it. And he said, he wanted me to ask you if you enjoy making it awkward between you and Ivan and the KTM team. And when will KTM move you to the top? Do I like to make it awkward? What I, I guess. I think his, uh, you know, in, in the sense that you are riding much better than Ivan currently. Is, yeah, is kind no, of, so it's like, eh. You know, it's tough. I mean, you know, I like Ivan. Like, me and Ivan get along, of course. I mean, we're not, like, best friends, like, calling each other up to go riding. But, you know, when at the end of the day, we're, we race, we ride for the same team. So, you know, like, we try and communicate and help each other out the best we can to, you know, help each of us. Because, I mean, KTM wants, you know, KTM wants me or him winning, basically, is what it comes down to. They want us one, two, you know? Yep. And if I come in second, they're going to ask me why I didn't get in first. And if he gets second, they're going to ask him why he didn't get first. So, I mean, of course, I'm sure there's awkwardness here and there. I mean, nobody wants to get beat. Like, I don't want to get beat. I'm sure he doesn't want to get beat. And, uh, you know, I, I have to leave I have to leave the decisions of moving me up to the full factory up to KTM. You know, all I can do is go out and win races. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, they have their reasonings and they have their ways of, you know, what they want. So I just have to be appreciative for what I have. And I couldn't be more thankful for you know, the stuff KTM does give me, you know, I have a great factory support ride and with the help of Bonanza plumbing, um, he stepped up this year and, uh, yeah, my, my program's great and I couldn't be more happy. Of course, you know, there's always that one step, but I don't really think there's too much awkwardness between me and Ivan. I mean, we, I, I play around, I get, we joke all the time. I, you know, I joke about, you know, burritos and, <laughs> and, and, and his, and it's broken up English all the time. And you know, you know, he gives me crap all the time too. So, I mean, that's just, you know, we like to have fun and, you know, riding, you know, the more we race together and stuff, the more we get to know each other and, you know, we do have a good time with it. But when it comes time to race, of course, like, 
I want to beat him just as bad as he wants to beat me. So. Right. So what you're telling me is that KTM wants you to win races and not fuck up your spleen. Like that's <laughs> basically you're right. That's, you that's know the, 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 I, if you take the legal jargon and just sink it into two two sentences. Two sentences. Don't fuck up and win. That's all it is. I like it. And that'd be a way that's, easier contract to sign. Yeah. Just <laughs> just two sentences. Don't fuck up and win. And then boom. There you go. I like it. I like it. We could dude, we should totally be lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That clause is just covers. It's just black <laughs> or white. It's black or white. There's no gray area. Like it. We're pretty good at this, I think. Who, uh, who asked me that question too? The Ivan question. Uh, so it was in the chat room. Mutiny fifty fifty. I've seen the name in the chat oh, room yeah, before, yeah. but no, I know that guy. I see him on Instagram all the time. Tell him, thanks, man. Well, uh, hopefully he's watching. What, what's up with your oh. thumb? Was that a was that a blister? Oh, check out these hands. They're doing real good, dude. You gotta ride more. Or at so least yeah. How much? Yourself. How much time? How much time on the bike did you have before this uh, this last race this last weekend? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I you like, did works, I actually, right? Like two week not this past weekend, but the week before that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so I, I started riding I did a, uh some trail riding like once or twice and then I did some pictures for Dirt Rider uh on a project bike and then I actually only had about two weeks of like hard riding, like good good hard riding before Havasu. And of course I came in and got fifth and that was not where I want to be. And so, you know, that's, that was kind of a tough pill to swallow because, you know, as you ride and you train and I was doing all my practice motos and stuff, like I felt like I was, you know, I was somewhere I needed to be, but I just kind of fell a little bit short. I had a couple little issues and my game plan didn't work. So that's why I'm just, you know, just keep working hard and it's actually tough. I'm supposed to race like, uh, I race every weekend this month and next month. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I might not, I'm, I got to see about this weekend. My hands are pretty tore up and I really need to give my, my body and my hands a little bit of a rest. I have to ask. Yeah. Could you possibly be the rider that brings the kidney belt back because it helps your spleen? <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of people go, hey man, just put a kidney belt on. The problem is your spleen is actually tucked up underneath your rib cage. Oh, so it's so, like high. Yeah, so it's a lot uh, higher than you think. So, so a garter, belt. right? Like what do they call? What are those? Is that a is girder? That a girder. Like a girder. Is that <laughs> like that? You know what they are. You wear, you're probably wearing one right Not now. Not right now. It'd be very uncomfortable in this situation. I'm yes, I'm playing dumb, but still, stop it. <laughs> this is text text message conversation territory. That's Thursday night show. But yeah, oh, okay. we could totally get like a, a suit. Yeah, we could totally get you a seat time, like bitching, like garter, girder, kidney belt thing. Oh, I'm you so know, glad that's all right. I think the last guy to, that I saw wearing a kidney belt was Justin Soule in Endurocross, like 2000, I'll say 12 or 13. Yeah, and we're all going to die in 10 years because of that. Like, there's, <laughs> I mean, they really do have like a purpose, and we all just said, oh, that's not cool looking, F it. Like, <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Like my dad, my dad would wear them so low, you could just see like the top like inch of it. I'm like, what are you? That's not yeah, even like, doing now anything. Like, now it's just a belt, <laughs> like, it's buddy. Just like, it's, just, it's just a straight belt. <laughs> a belt. <laughs> I like it. It's no good for anybody. Okay, so works Lake Havasu. Tell us a little about that event. Was there decent bikiniage? 
Yeah, have you seen Instagram? Like uh, some of the guys from Instagram, there's a guy riding on the side of the lake, and there's this chick's really nice ass, I guess you could say. I'll just be blunt with it. And he's like staring right at her as he's going around the corner, and it's like <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like distractions. And then if you actually, actually, if you look at the Cycle News picture, I got a two-page spread in Cycle News. And if you look, I mean, don't look at me. Look behind me. There's actually there's some good talent there. I mean, yeah, <laughs> talent. Good talent. Some good Arizonian spring I breakage. Was, I was at that point though, I was dying, so I was just trying to hold on to the bike. I wasn't busy looking around. I was just like, please throw yeah. the white flag. Even if they'd have been like just now just naked out there, like, wee, you'd have just still been like, Nope, I'm gonna fall over if I get off the bike, so it doesn't really matter. I might have stopped then. You never know. So you're 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 at this point and I've been I've been where where you're at now, you're just struggling hard to get your cardio back, right? Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I'm at right now is it's like it's hard because if I'm racing like every weekend like I am right now, it's hard to really build a lot. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Because after like right now, like today I worked out and I, I've been doing some recovery stuff, but it's still like I'm flat. Like I'm really like my riding – like I'm going to ride tomorrow, but it's super flat because my body isn't recovered from the weekend. Plus I had Havasu last weekend and then as that starts just trickling, you know – when you're racing two, three hours a weekend and depleting your body, it's it takes a few days to get that back. So for me to like build on my cardio right now, I'd really like to take like, you know, let my hands heal up, my body heal up. I'd love to take a weekend off, to be honest <laughs> with you, and and get kinda get kind of regrouped and back where I think I should be so I could hopefully come out swinging in Sand Hollow and win that works race would be nice. All right. Well, what what do you have coming up this weekend that you've kinda like yeah, tell us a little bit about what your schedule kind of looks like so we can kind of know what to pay attention to and see, you know, where your where your tongue's hanging out from. Well, this weekend, uh, there's a West Coast hair scramble in Redding, California. Mm. Oh, that's um, a cool that's a that's a cool territory, isn't it? it yeah, is like that- Shasta's beautiful. The 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 area is really good and I heard they've got lots of rain, so it could be a really, really good event. The last time I was there it was really dusty and of course it's never fun to ride in the trees in the dust, but Right. Yeah. Um, and then work Sand Hollow the following weekend. Another West Coast hair scramble in Lucerne. Big six race, and then works Heron Hound. Works or no West Coast hair scramble, then a works race. Yeah. Were you so, looking at a calendar just then, or did yeah. you have that? Mem- okay, I, was- I got a calendar <laughs> with them all of it, all of it spread out, so I can keep track of everything I got going on. Very nice, very nice. That's the way to do it. I have a female planner. Yeah, it's sitting over there. She keeps up with all that. Yeah, she's already like, it is hey. 9 o'clock, motherfucker. You have bedtime. I need one of those female planners, but I haven't <laughs> seemed to have been able to find anyone's, anyone that's worth it, I guess. <laughs> we could be honest. That's true. They, they're, yeah. far and, they're far and few between. No, so I just, you know, just me and M taking on the world, you know, that's what we do. As you should. I'm being... Dad and mom, it works. <laughs> I would become, love become to quite, see you in mom mode. Oh, I've been I became quite the cook, man. You'd be impressed. I would. I, very I think nice, you're right. Very nice. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I did so, so when Tam had Liam, like I had, you know, I had like two weeks off or whatever. So I was cooking and doing all that kinds of stuff. By the end of that time, like, and I, I'm from Louisiana, so like I like cooking. Like I've got like a jambalaya. Like I like doing jambalaya and red beans and rice and stuff. But I hadn't done that in a long time. And so, like, by the end of those two weeks, like, I had totally, like, I spent 
like two days making like proper red beans and rice. Like I, I think I was like making uh like from ground up cheesecakes. Like all this kinds of crazy ass shit. And then I went back to work and like by now like I don't know how to do, I can't remember how to do I any forgot, of that shit anymore. Got all of it. I mean, granted that was still three and a half years ago when Lean was born, but I know what you mean. Like sometimes <laughs> cooking can be fun. There's been a lot of beer drinking that time. That's why you lost all that memory, right? Yes. Okay, we'll blame it on that. Okay, I'm in. And also, I think in that time period, too, was Big Sky. And I'm not going to lie. Oh. Big Sky 2013 with Big Sue. That was a very, very, very bad time for that city. Yeah? <laughs> that city was a little too yeah. hard. It got, it got interesting. So talk to us about the Heron Hound. Murphy, Idaho, round two. You got the win. But kind of tell us a little bit about the territory and up there. From what I understand, like that's like a little bit of everything up there, right? Like a little bit of desert, a little bit of rockiness, some mountains, some elevation, all that fun stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, Idaho's really good. I mean, I'd really love the place if it was wet. Um, the The start this year was really sketchy. What, what are you? What are you? You're drinking water. I, well, both my beers are empty. Can you grab me another beer? I got you, brother. Yeah, so, no, you said it'd be really better if it was wet. And I just looked at him and said, that's what she said. <laughs> well, you could have said that out loud because no, I, I, I was figuring that you were you, you were in the flow, man. I'm not always as rude as it seems. No, I can get back in the flow. It's all good. <laughs> okay. No, so. No, okay, now we're wet again. Get back in the flow. <laughs> it's always better wet, man. That's, it is. I know. Keeper so, told me that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. He's not here to like bust in on the conversation and bring something really inappropriate into it, you know? <laughs> like, why don't you have pants on, Kiefer? This is such yeah. an awkward situation. Yeah, he that would be Kiefer. We know that. Yeah. But um, no, Idaho was good. You know that uh, that area they really they're very strict with BLM. So um, as far as the the course and everything, you have to stay on the course. You know, you can vary a little bit because it's all it's all a lot of cow trails and. Then they have some washes that have some really cool like rock sections and then um, then sand washes that are just like fast. I mean it really has a variety of everything and I guess you could say the biggest variety was um, – you know, I got off to like – I didn't realize I had such a good start. I got like a sixth place start and I started passing people and I got into clear air and just started pinning it really hard because I was like I didn't know – I knew – I thought I was in like fifth or sixth and I couldn't see dust. So I'm like I got to catch up. I pulled into our alternate and I asked how far and they're like, the next guy's two minutes. And I'm like, all right, well, what place am I in? They're like second. And I'm like, what? I didn't even, I thought I was in like fifth or sixth. And wow. I was like, okay. So, so I just <clears throat> put my head down and, uh, we came into the pit, the actual pit. And I think Jake was like, Algebraite was like about a minute 20 in front of me or something like that. So I could see him at the end of the pit when I came in. So I was like, all right. Like I just need to keep my head down and keep pushing. And uh, But the thing was is we all kind of just – me, him, and Ricky all kind of just like – we all had clean air and we just all kind of rode the same speed. Yep. I mean nobody was really – like we gain on each other and then lose it. And then the Dirt Inc. Uh, club threw in total out of the left field. Didn't even see it coming. We, I could see the pits, and we start coming up to this creek, and and we we crossed the creek once before, and it was fairly deep. And I came up to the first water crossing, crossed it, and I'm like, oh wow, it was pretty deep, you know. It was like mid mid dirt bike, you know. Yeah. Second one was like I hit it, and I was like, oh my gosh, like the bike went like 
way under. Like the pipe went under. It was like blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit. Like just started covering me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So the bike starts cutting out a little, so I got it like wide open, just holding the clutch in, just keep trying to keep it running. And we come into the next next one, and I'm not kidding. I hit it, and literally water's like coming over the bars. I got the bike just wide open turn the corner and i'm like i'm freaking out I'm like the bike's barely running i'm just like are you no oh, no you gotta you can't always take yeah that. that was like middle of pretty sweet story and it's like right in the middle of i <laughs> oh, see the bra pan still up ah Is that us or him? Uh, you got to check everything. He's um, calling us back. But uh, that's what I love, though. Gary Sutherland is quite the badass. Yeah, I don't know. I like his realist stories. Those are really good. Those <laughs> yeah, are really You're like, oh, I want to be there. Yeah. So uh, did, you get, did you get stuck in any water in Texas ever? Yeah, but like that just—I thought they were racing in the desert. I'm confused. Yeah, I know. It's neat about that area. That's so that like, is a little that bit of Murphy, everything. Idaho area. Yeah, apparently, like you know, if you can get in the mountains, you're kind of like in you know that mountainous kind of single mm-hmm. track region. Everything that's going on there. But you know, when you're at the foothills, it's a little bit more of a deserty kind of yeah, like legitimate kind of desert type region, which is you know changes it up a little. Bit yeah, I'm sure it's probably point. amazing up there. So, yeah, that's what's oh. neat is like you can go do, uh, you know, hundred miles in a day and get a plethora of different types of terrain and all that stuff. Plethora. So, plethora. So I don't know. Um, what was it we were going to? Let's go back to the notes. Um, well, we try to get Gary and talk about uh, everything that's coming up for him. Some of the things is that coming up. Uh, so this weekend, National Enduro be at the Cajun Classic, the yes. National Enduro. Very, very so excited. That's gonna be fun. You're probably on like row seventy-eight, uh, which is an hour maybe. and ten minutes behind me on row eighteen. It's that or forty-six. Waiting for Alan to help me out with that. Shouldn't have waited till we'll the last see. minute. But uh, shouldn't. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was an opening. So please give it to me. And they were like, okay. And you're like, no, it's not going to happen. But Dad and I are going to be there. We're going to do a little bit of filming. And we'll be doing some racing on Sunday. So if you're going to be at the National Enduro, make sure you come find us. It'll be a good time. We will hang Yo. on. Do we have Gary back? Can you see me? Nope. We can hear Hold you. On. I can, can hear oh. you. You're so sexy. Oh, there okay. he is. Can you see me now? You were in the middle of your third lake crossing. It River. was literally a lake. Like, they, they straight up... I mean, I literally went off the bike, kind of caught it. Jake was standing there and, like, grabbed me so I wouldn't fall in the water. Like, it was nuts. I mean, I think the last I heard, uh, 40 people, I think, DNF'd four miles from the finish. That's how deep the water was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was – people were just drowning their bikes out. It was crazy. Is that what happened to Jacob? Yeah, he drowned his bike out, but I think it – it drowned it out, but I think it might have popped a fuse because he ended up getting it fixed. I think he just put a fuse because we carry spare fuses under the seat mm-hmm. in the – like all KTMs have them. Mm-hmm. And I think he just put – or Husqvarna, I guess he rides Husky too. So then then I think – because he still finished I think 12th or something like that. So he still got like one point. Yep. So, I mean, it's a bummer for him. I mean, I, he definitely uh, 
what's the word? I think he he definitely had me covered. I mean, for sure. I was uh, I just in the right place at the right time. So yeah, you know that's part of racing. Hey, well, water crossing skills are nothing to be taken lightly. It's skill involved. Yep, I uh, it, just over Stephen's uh, head is where it says you swim like a 23A champion super pro. That is from a lot of people watching me drown my back out at, in a in a creek crossing. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep, buddy. Nice. Yep, yeah, buddy. no, it's part of it. <clears throat> so, so what's the technique? I want to know your guys' technique. Well, Hydroplane, everybody knows that. Yeah, come on. Didn't just, you ever watch Krusty Demons of Dirt? Go faster and don't be a pussy. <laughs> I guess we should call Jake up and, add and tell him that. <laughs> Ooh. That's yeah. kind of mean. Then they're fighting words. No, I have I have no technique. My technique is try not to fall and try not to drop the bike. <laughs> That's oh, my man. That was my that was my exact my exact technique there too, and it paid off, I guess. So that's the way I. So what's coming up then? You said you've got um, the West Coast hair scrambles and then all kinds of other stuff after that. Yeah, basically just racing every weekend. Um, you know, trying to get back in the swing of things. Uh, putting a lot of emphasis on the Hare and Hound series because that's really the the series that I can still win the championship in. Yeah, man, you're already back in third with that win of 30 yeah. points. It's crazy. I'm tied with Ivan. I was like, I looked at the points and like, because the guys that did good the first round DNF'd or did bad the second round, and the guys that did bad the first round did good the second round. So it just kind of like kind of worked out. So but still Bray- out? yeah. What's that? But yeah, Brayback then wound up kind of like. You know, he was first and then second, so he's kind of yeah. starting to pull away. Yeah, he's got like 25 points, but the thing is, is each win is 30 points, yep. seconds, 25, so that's five points, so I just need to go win the next five, and I'll be right there with him. There it is. <laughs> so, hey, I mean, it's Math Heron is a wonderful Heron, thing. Heron Hounds are, uh, you know, they're a tough thing, and, you know, Ricky's riding great. He had a bad start and came through the pack, so... You know, he's going to be a front runner. And Jake, Jake, of course, you know, had us covered. So, I mean, he's going to be strong and probably looking for, you know, redemption at the next round. So, um, you know, the series is good. I mean, we've got a lot of good competition. And uh, I, I look forward to to uh, going really fast across the desert and scaring myself. Right. Yay. No, thank you. I'll take my trees. Yeah, I know. I enjoy my trees as well. <laughs> oh, speaking I, of... Hey. I, I'm with you on some some things. Like I, I like the trees, but I really don't like like that super slick, snotty, tree rooty mud hole. Like I raced snowshoe GNCC and it was miserable. Oh, see, see, you would love Texas. Okay, we got dry, slick dust. Okay, with like trees. Blue groove. <laughs> There's like no roots and like not very many rocks. It's great, uh, actually. Um, you used to um, rail with uh, Bobby Garrison, right? Yeah, Bobby G's out there. Yeah, he yeah. moved out here. He had to take a little time off. He uh, went to the fire academy. And okay, had a, I was wondering what he was doing. So he had a probationary <laughs> period. So Homeboy yeah. didn't even get to ride for like a whole year. and But now he's uh, back riding a little bit, you know, whenever he can, whenever Is the fire department. Is he TCCRA or anything? Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, no, he hasn't done TCCRA. I'm on C time right now. <laughs> Guess who it is, guys? Is that Kiefer? Say hi. Say hi to Chris Kiefer, guys. Hi, Chris Kiefer. Hello. What's up? Sorry, I didn't know you were on. My bad. Hey, way to be a friend, dude. Well, he only answered because it's you. (laughs) Yeah, look at social media once in a while, you dick. I got man questions. I wanted to call you. I need man questions. Man questions. That's right. See, my my little buddy over here calls me for man questions. He doesn't. So. Whatever, dude. He's no, got he's got that. Man n- 
question. Oh, he said van questions, oh. which AKA means man Yeah, questions. I was about to say, he's got that after hours with right, Kiefer. He doesn't have questions. We love you, Kiefer. <laughs> All right, well, it's 930. We got to get him home, and you got to stop feeding chick candy to your kid. That's right. Um, what do you say? Bye. Say Show thank you for out. all the candy. Look at all that candy. Oh, oh look at it on Can- the computer. Candy on the keyboard. <laughs> candy Love on it. the keyboard. Say bye bye, guys. By the way, and you're, you're welcome. Say thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Hey, Gary, way to be badassery in the world. Thanks for having us on, guys. Absolutely. I appreciate it. No worries. You guys keep having fun out there and keep being cool, and we will chat soon. All right. Have a beer for me. Done. All right. Later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ah, yes. Well, what's next? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. What's uh, next for you? Uh, well, yeah. Like, we're, we're just talking about the National Enduro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, heard it's some really, really good train out there. Yeah. Have you ever ridden out there? Um, no, no. I've actually never raced in Louisiana. So this will be my first time, so but I, is, I know it's good. This out is there. one of the two places that, like, my dad and I used to cut our bars down for. It's uh, that tight. But because it's the National Enduro and the NEPGs are not National Enduros of 10, 15, 20 years ago, they will not put you through that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, where it's like cut your bars kind of tight. But still be it tight. will be some of the tighter pine tree kind of sections. I would say Very nice. close to on the circuit. Now, I know the Northeast as well likes to do some tight, tight single track. Um, and I think that they probably still have the balls to do it. Um, but from what I understand, the Cajun Classic guys for the National Enduros don't go as tight as they used mm-hmm. to. So, you know, we'll get good, fun, tight oh, yeah. stuff, but it may not be as nasty and as gnarly as kind of like some of us like. Just because I, I like that because it's a little bit, there's a lot of technique in it. Um, it's, it's, it's less about. Th- throttle control or i guess lack of throttle control and right open and a little bit more about full bike control but that's okay you know everybody has their own thing and all that kinds of stuff and but dad and i are going to be there it's going to be fun we're going to get there sometime saturday afternoon it's probably going to be yeah we're saying we're gonna try to get out there about about noon on on saturday and uh set up you know do the whole tech inspector and and you know and, and it's also like i've only this will be my third national enduro and my fifth enduro ever yeah so you know i gotta i gotta get out there and relearn everything you know get the roll roll sheet you know and well, the, yeah well wait, what do you call it what do you uh, call route it? chart route, yep that's it uh well it'll be interesting too i don't know what the setup's gonna be like so it'll be fun to figure all that out because they don't do the three mile thing anymore like you can start in the beginning now like with the first test being that's been for a couple of years now, too. So, I mean, it's really just kind of saying, okay, well, you know, we've got our six tests They're at these miles, and they're going to be this long, and this is your gas stop. Okay, I'm organized and ready to go race. You know, you don't have to worry about the timekeeping aspect of it anymore and everything. So Yeah, the first one I ever did was chasing Brian's story with the timekeeping, and, and that was just a wacky deal. Like, he's like, if you see me, like, going as slow as I can, standing up without touching the ground just just do that and just follow me i'm like okay you know like come up and like like yeah, you're about like, to blow it what about to blow a check and you're like okay now we're gonna ride really slow you know or whatever crazy strategy in the timekeeping keeping but yeah the reset format 
is uh is really cool and it you know i think it i think it i don't know you're an old enduro rider i mean you think it helps i personally i i i I mean i enjoy it more um i like that aspect of racing and that's why i enjoy rally Mm. we've talked about Mm. it quite a few times that i think if anybody out there is like gosh gosh darn it they you know these we need more timekeepers Go race rally. You will have <laughs> right. so much more Plenty. mental shit to think about than just timekeeping that you will be mind fucked. Like it is so because navigating off of a route book, you know, instead of just having to. I try to get Haley to do that with my Google Google directions, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> you navigate and she drives. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds like, super safe. <laughs> what what do they say? Like like 15 degree right, and 100 yards or whatever. Like I don't you know. Like yeah, you got to make a whirlwind go. Yeah, on, you guys are dating. You guys can figure this out. It's just a whole nother level of relationship back, language. Back roading into the local off road races. That can get weird. Yeah, no, no, man, it's fun. Gravel, okay, yeah. yeah, that's what the jeep's made for. Oh, you didn't say back door in it. Okay. Oh, sh- dude, <laughs> too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> okay, so so what's what's next on the? Well, what's cool is though the World Enduro Championship is going to start this weekend too. Oh so yeah, we'll get to see Taylor Roberts. Where's, where's it going um, off at? I think it's Spain, is what they were saying. Spain. Yeah, I didn't oh, get a chance man. to look very, it up. Very cool. But if I can make a guess, I'm going to guess Spain. I think that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. For some strange reason. Oh, and uh, you, on race results, you missed out on uh, last weekend was uh, TCCRA mm. out in Avenger yep. on East Texas. Wonderful property, rolling hills, pine trees. Um, really, really cool event. Um, I totally sucked it up. Uh, so, Fourth, right? Yeah. Cam- Fourth totally sucked Oh, shitty. man. Cam- well, fast dudes in front of me. Cameron Ishmael with the win. Drew Higgins was all over him going really fast. I got the ride with him for in the first part of the race. Just he doesn't look he's like one of those dudes that doesn't look like he's going fast until you realize that he's, you know, pulling away Pull from away, him. just yeah. very just very it's good smooth, right? It's very good corner thing. speed. Oh, okay. Like he's still he's starting to just wick it up and like out in the open, you know. Um he's he's starting to, but his his corner speed is just tremendous. And then Dylan Green got the whole shot and and this is a total four stroke track. And those dudes were just killing it. It was just super choppy, you know. A lot of out, lot really fast, you know, hanging out in fourth gear a lot. Drew Higgins on a four stroke? Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Dylan Green. Okay, Dylan Green. Okay. No, no. Drew was making his 250 work on a four stroke track for sure. Wow. So, and then I just kind of wasn't making mine work. Just. Are you my still hands on couldn't. your like weird like 250? No, I'm on a regular 250 SX. We're not doing the W uh, conversion anymore. The WSX, S- yeah, 250 SXW. I yeah. think that's what I called it. So no, we're on a regular SX now. Now it just sits so good in the ruts and uh, really track straight when 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 you know going gets rough. But you know I do miss you know with the PDS system, uh, wheeling and just soaking up logs you know at high speed and then also just the the dry slick um uh, drifting you can do with a pds that you really can't with the linkage system so i do miss that you know it's it's a it's a give um might go back to the uh, pds system someday um but for right now making the linkage work and and, interesting yeah yeah it's always weird to hear you talk about that bike but I'm yeah, like, hey, it, it was like a fun way to make what you know you like. But yeah, put your new f- forks in the head, and yeah, just totally rebuilding it. But no, we're just making the regular SX work right now, and it's working great. It really is. But uh, so very cool. I yeah. like it. 
Well, uh, where can people learn more about the Caleb Ramsey on the internets? Uh, you can follow me at the tutu on Instagram and just Caleb Ramsey on Facebook. I'm not cool Ramsey enough. Double A. Not cool enough for like the Twitter and and all that stuff. Um, it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, I was thinking about getting to Twitter, and I was just like, I don't know, man. Just, just do it. Just, just put random thoughts out I there. Just, it's fun. Like Instagram and Facebook are so good for the dirt bike world. Like everybody at my work just like complains about it. I'm like, man, Facebook's lame. It's like, well, who are you friends with? If you're not friends with a bunch of pro dirt bike riders, it probably is lame. Yeah, you, you need good pictures. Probably friend pro dirt bike riders, and then you just just nothing but good stuff on your like feet. Like Caleb Ramsey. It's nothing but good stuff. I'll ne- I'll never get tired of it as long as I'm keeping racers on there. A lot of vintage and breppage. That's that's right. That's all there Absolutely is. Absolutely right. But yeah, you need to delete all your high school friends and just just add dirt bike riders. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and in, in in all of that, you can add seat time because we are on Facebook. That's right. Yeah, I get some it good is, stuff coming. It's over very there. easy to find us. Facebook.com slash seat time. It is like super simple. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, it's at seattime underscore co. On Instagram, we made it even easier at seattime. Look at that. On YouTube, it's seattime co is the username, but you can just search for seattime and find us. Do look for the tips for the trails video that we've been putting out. We're going to be shooting another one this coming weekend at the National Enduro, so we'll have that out probably about uh, oh, nice. a couple weeks after the fact. So those have been fun. Those have been interesting, um, and and definitely give us your thoughts and opinions. Like if you kind of want to see us, you know hit on something that is is something you have questions on or just something you'd like to see a little bit better explanation of let us know we can do tips for the trails for you be fun oh yeah sounds good sounds like that um of course this has been seat time episode 202 mr caleb ramsey thank you very much for coming i'm brian pierce you can find me on the internet uh pretty much anywhere at at woody b pierced on twitters and instagrams and we'll be back next week We'll be chatting about more dirt bike stuff, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some very interesting stories about me finally riding my dirt bike again. Yay. It's been too long. It's been too long. It will be weird. Definitely tune in. Thank you very much, and we will see you next week. Bye, Felicia.